There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Motown founder Barry Gordy is being honored this weekend at the 44th Annual Kennedy Center Honors in Washington, D.C. I spoke with him in 2015 alongside director Charles Randolph Wright when they brought Motown the musical to the National Theater. I'm here with the one and only Barry Gordy and Charles Randolph Wright. And they're here at the National Theater to discuss Motown the Musical. Uh, I know you guys will both be in attendance tonight, right? Um, thanks, first of all, thanks for bringing this awesome show to us. How do you go, I mean, these are songs that everyone knows, everyone loves. We've all forgotten that more than we remember that we love. Um, how do you, did you go about, you know, just whittling it down and deciding which songs go, which ones stay for the show? Well, which ones fit the story better? I'm Barry Gordy, and I'm saying that which, the songs that fit the song story better because it's all about the story, you know, and uh, the songs are part of it. And there's story songs, there's entertainment songs, and there's other songs that fill in the background or whatever, but each song has a purpose. And we tried to take the most songs that we loved and fit like one song that really fits is to be loved i mean oh no that what well, to be loved is my song right, at right. first right but i'm my girl for instance it fits the story mm-hmm. of what is going on and it's very dramatic right. you know and so um that's how we did it and charles may have had other ways because he's the director and yeah. so when i'm when i wasn't around he was directing his behind yeah. off <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it is true i've never worked on a show that every song that i cut i wanted to keep in the show you know typically a musical tells you oh you don't need this right. this doesn't work but even the songs we cut were so great because they're all classic hits yeah. but it did come down to what is the story and the story is Barry Gordy because people say is it Barry Gordy's story is it the Motown story and I said well it's both that's what that is it's his view and every artist from there has their view of how it happened and this is his view and being able to tell that musically at this time on stage is so important because when Motown years ago happened you know the country was very divided and this music brought people together we need that again and we're doing that again and that's what that was my hope for the show so to see that happen all over the country we're opening in London and then we're going back to Broadway it's been it's been thrilling 
Absolutely thrilling. Yeah, did, it, it feels <clears throat> like everyone loves the jukebox musical back to that those days. Why do you think there's still an appetite? Is it is it parents play it for their kids, they play it for the kids again, or why do you think it, the music still resonates? The music is great, yeah. and the it's so it's still relevant. You hear what's going on. What song talks about what we're dealing yeah. with now better than that song? Picket so, lines and pickets. Exactly. So it's so it's because it is so relevant and it is so and a lot of music now doesn't do it in the same way. Right. And and the talent and the, the artists and all of that. So finding that and there are artists who are great now who tell stories, but I think it's it's the sure. storytelling. Absolutely. And that's what's in, and theater it's that's telling stories. So you put those together, that's what audiences want. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned one of the songs that you wrote originally for the show, but and uh, I mean everyone remembers that you built this massive label and producing records. But I feel like some people might forget that you were a, you know talented songwriter before all that. You used to write some stuff. You write for some Jackie Wilson hits before you even launched Motown, right? Can you take me back to those days when you were before you even had this glimmer in, in your eye of a Motown? Um, take me to the songwriting days working with Jackie Wilson. Well, before Jackie Wilson, there was Doris Day. Yeah. I wrote um, a song uh, called You Are You because she was the America's Girl Next Door. And in those days, I never felt that there was a racial barrier or anything like that. And so I saw her in a movie with Danny Thomas called I'll See You in My Dreams. And I wanted to be a songwriter, and he was a songwriter. Yeah. And so, and she was the girl next door. And so I wrote this beautiful song called You Are You, That's All That Matters to Me, You Are You, and only you can be the one loving you and for the one in my heart burns for, yes, you are you, that makes you best of all. It's a shame you don't remember the lyrics. I just, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember it because that's been the philosophy of my life. People are great. You're great. He's great. Everybody I see, they're great at something. It's up to me to figure out what that is and help them right. perpetuate it to become the best person they can be. Yeah dealing with themselves so anyway so that's that's that that's the the song uh, your question I forgot your question was um, how you know your songwriting okay. influence well then uh, well you know I, I love music all the time and uh, the first songs that I wrote were songs about how I felt you know um, I would listen to the early Mills Brothers and Ink Spots and <laughs> And uh, all that, I, I liked all music, gospel, yeah. classics, this and that, but the songs about girls, I seem to like more. Mm. And uh, uh, Why do you think that is? I have no <laughs> idea, because I, all I wanted, well, when I started, all I wanted to do was make some music, make some money, and get some girls. That was right. not to be a mogul right. or this or that. Understandable. And so I fell in love with those kinds of songs that were, heartbreaking, you know. Uh, I'm going to buy a paper doll by the Mills Brothers mm -hmm. who I can call my own so other fellas cannot steal. Mm -hmm. And other girls were stealing my, other guys were stealing my girls before I even <laughs> got them, you know. I was not tall enough, I was not short enough, right. I couldn't dance well enough. And that's why I wrote the song, uh, yeah. dance song, you like, you. Uh, what was the song? Um, Do You Love Me? You by the contours. Me. Yes. By the contours. Now yeah, that I can dance. Right. Yeah, I said, you know, you broke my heart because I couldn't dance. Now, uh, you didn't want me around. Now I'm back to let you to know. To let you know. 
shake him. Really I shake him. I can really shake him down. Not you, you might be on stage me. tonight with this number. <laughs> not do you love Watchmen me. now. Yeah, yeah Watchmen now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know better than I do. The point is that that was it. So, uh, and then I... Uh, it became a hit. I mean, yeah. I, I started getting girls, and <laughs> and next thing I know, I really I needed something to right. take them out with. I needed right. money, so then I, <laughs> I wrote a song called Money. Yeah, you know, you love give me such a thrill, but you love don't pay my bill. I need some money. Very basic inspirations for uh, <laughs> big clear. Yeah, you and, know, so, and so from then on, I started you know uh, writing great, great, yeah. great thoughts that I had that I felt that everybody in the world would relate to. Yeah. I mean, here you are relating to it, and you're almost white. And <laughs> almost. <laughs> Fold him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but, but it related to everybody. So I yeah. said, I want the world to know yeah. the song. Cause we all feel yeah. the same. Everybody feels it brings everybody it. together. Yeah. Well, we but, have so much more in common than we have that's dissimilar. And what we're taught, what we see, everything around us yeah. says that we don't. And that's the conflict. You're and, taught to see he, differences. Yes. You're not born that way. And he, yeah. everything he was about, and that's what's so great about doing this musical now, because it's saying that. So yeah. you know, and that's that. It's been thrilling for us. And how do you? I mean, you sort of created, uh, similar to what the Hollywood studio system was. You sort of created almost like a. I know, and I know, you used to work in Detroit automobile factories, but yeah. almost a factory that cranked out this. That's what it was. But, but yeah, exactly. So. How do you apply those same, um, you know, methods of efficiency to crank them out one, you know, number one hit and after number one hit, but at the same time, similar to the Hollywood guys, how do you find the creative expression and not stomp that while they're going through the ringer of this assembly line? How did you sort of balance the artistry with the commercial success? Because I feel like that's what everyone in every line of work is trying to do, and you've done it better than anyone. Well, you have creative producers, and you're creative. First of all, the boss has to be creative. You have mm -hmm. to know what yeah. the difference is, creativity and the producers. And then we had a, a charm school because we were so confident we were going to make it. So we had charm school. When we make it, you got to learn how to shake the queen's hand. You got to know how to do this. So they said, that, that is the craziest thing we ever heard of, the queen. And sure enough, the Supremes met the yeah. queen. We have big pictures of them shaking the queen's hand, yeah. knowing how to curtsy and doing it. So it, it was like we had those crazy dreams right. and we believed in the people. And as Charles said, when you believe in them, they make it happen. They it's not you. You, yeah. you, you. you tell them and they make it happen. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank really you. appreciate Thank it. You. And best Thank of luck you. with the show. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.